0: Hello, Josie Dodd. Hello. Hi. We met here in Oxford um, at the Conference of Applied Mathematics of uh, British Mathematicians. And I would like you to um, tell me about the type of applied mathematics you are doing. And uh, maybe we come to the results in the end, which you presented here at the conference. Um, yeah.
1: Uh, <clears throat> so we've uh, applied uh, the maths, with making a mathematical model to simulate crop growth. So um, the reason why we're doing this is because uh, to the experimental processes for like uh, for, for the for, for the plants and how the, you'll get the yields is very expensive. It takes a long time. It's very costly. And we're hoping to be able to mimic crop growth using a mathematical model, so we can do these um, experiments much more cheaply and faster. So um, like uh, the mathematical model that I've developed will run in less than a day, whereas to get those results from the experiments would take uh, several
0: months. Yeah. So um, a year is a typical length scale for growing things um, in agriculture here in Europe? This particular crop
1: is, um, takes a year. There are many crops that would take much longer. But the test plant that we're using is uh, called the bamba groundnut. It's an annual plant. It gen- generally germinates and uh, produces crop and dies within 150 days. So, so the year is more like starting from spring and yeah. in
0: autumn, something like that?
1: Well, it's not, um, it doesn't really grow in the UK very well. It's actually um, an African crop, uh, that's where it's from. Uh, the Malaysia are very interested in growing it and it's uh, their part of my funding because they are particularly interested in this crop. Yeah. It grows much better in warmer climates. Is
0: there something special about this crop, that you choose that, or it's, it's more considered to be prototypical? Um,
1: it's an underutilized crop, and th- that means it just hasn't had a lot of development behind it. Um, and we're interested in these crops because so much of our like where we get our food is from such a small number of crops. And with climate change, um, it's, cu- it's very risky to have all your eggs in one basket. It's a very robust crop, so it's less likely to have full crop failures, as well as this, it's very drought tolerant. So, um, if there's unpredictable rain, it will still do reasonably well. It's uh, Quite like, robust with temperatures. It's also nitrogen enriching, which means it just puts nitrogen back in the soil, mm. like, and so you're not like you're less likely to need as much fertilizer. So, it's quite often grown um, in situations where it's growing alongside other plants. Um, and
0: that is a lot of the motivation why we've made the model the way we've made it, yeah, so um you told me that you um, build a model for that. What would be the input for such model, and what are the questions you want to answer so the inputs would be the temperature
1: um, how much rain you would um, have the solar radiation that is um uh, like available uh, and what we're trying to sort of look at is um, how the placement of the plant so if um You know, is there a different arrangement that you could plant them in that would maximise the yield that you would get from it? That's our main output, is to see how much food you will get from
0: different arrangements, different densities, Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so you will have a dependence of your model, so inbuilt dependence of your model, for example, on temperature. Yeah. Because this measures kind of uh, how
1: much sun... Yeah, no, temperature and solar radiation are the two major ones because
0: uh, solar radiation is also yeah. kind of an energy to flow Yes, so I forgot yes. about that yeah. <laughs> yeah that's
1: right so yes yeah, the, uh, the energy is uh, involved to make the biomass yeah. and the leaf appearance is very dependent on temperature so we sort of put these two things to like work together
0: and uh the model yeah. using these and uh, what kind of mathematical tools do you use uh, to make such models so what is your, your outcome we use matlab um but you know matlab is kind of to solve a, a model yes. you already okay. have so how do you find the model
1: so we um we started off just sort of data trawling, just to look at the relationships between different parts of the data and um the inputs uh, we use uh non-linear ods we have um you notice that leaf appearance is very much uh, takes a gaussian relationship with uh, time and um yeah and a, like a, a sinusoidal like a relationship with can be biomass in time so we've worked that into our model just sort of thinking oh these equations sort of match the behavior and we've sort of toyed with it and uh, like parameter fitted and
0: yeah yeah so, your general idea is that um, the development of the yield should follow an ordinary differential equation, so just like an evolution process. Yes. Where yeah. you have to uh, give, give insight how evolution uh, really is behaving in time. Yeah. And one um, part um, is that um, your radiation um, affects it uh, like in very much on a mean value, and then with a certain. Um, deviation from the mean value which is kind of typical so what you called Gaussian
1: oh, behavior so the, yeah the the leaf appearance right so mm-hmm. the, the the rate in which um the plant produces leaves has a Gaussian relationship with um not time actually but it's a kind of take on time which is um, a combination of time and temperature so it's um yeah, so that follows the Gaussian relationship where you have a lot of leaf growth at the beginning and then it, as the plant um, goes on, stops really producing leaves that sort of goes down to zero and uh, the, the leaf number will then go into the Canopy biomass equation because the leaves are what intercepts the radiation, so we take that in, and then that's where we use a more um, standard logistic yeah. uh, equation.
0: And so, where does this nonlinearity primarily comes from in your ordinary differential equation? Well,
1: um, it, well it comes from the the, yeah, the, the rate the, the way that you, the rate of change just sort of changes over time, as, especially as it, uh, the process is it, it changes where it's Putting its effort in, I suppose, is the I, I can't think of the right way of saying it. But um, at the beginning, the plant is very much like focused on making one particular thing. Then it will slow down in that area and make something else because it it'll move on to producing the food. And um, I'm not sure if that answers. No. Me.
0: I'm just asking this because uh, this is always the kind of thing um, on on one side for the mathematician that we kind of. Are always under pressure to explain why we are think- making things so complicated, as not considering um. them to be linear.
1: Well, we've, we, we're kind of um, the main aim of our sort of model is not to make the most complicated model, because especially multi-scale models they're very very complicated. Complicate, yes. We're trying to sort of bridge the gap between a very complicated model and um, a much simpler model. With, so we are making we are simulating each individual plant. Um, we're we're vaguely doing the geometry of the plant but we're trying to not make it overly complicated it's it's supposed to be a um, interpretable system because one of the things one of our aims when we've made this model is that it will be taken on by people that we want people to use it and uh, they're not going to use it if they don't understand it so yeah. we're actually trying to make the model as simple as possible so it
0: should not should not come over as a kind of a black box system yeah so they should really see what um, their input into the system means yeah. and what the output definitely means. We, yeah. we
1: want it to be as, yeah, as simple as possible and not to be very like computationally costly either we wanted to
0: be able to simulate within yeah. a, a reasonable amount of time i'm just smiling because um, i spent part of my teaching career in bonn uh, at the so-called agricultural, uh, agricultural faculty and uh, there we also had um, persons who wanted to get a diploma in gardening kind of, mm-hmm. more or less gardening. So in a way these were persons taking over a family um, thing and in order to be able to be the head you have to have a certain qualification. Mm-hmm. And of course usually they came with the idea that they won't need any mass because you know they just have to add up n- numbers, yeah. which can the computer do, and they understand that completely. But each time we tried to um, present them with something which was higher than that, they were like, so you know, you're just mistreating us. You <laughs> won't never need that. And this is completely stupid things. And then when they were finally doing their final papers, they, at least they found that they needed a certain type of statistics, yeah, because they probably. can't make sense of the data. And also um, to understand such kind of uh, models, as you were explaining, was really crucial for, you know, coming from everyday experience to kind of a meta-knowledge, which they need. They really understood that they need that. Yeah, I mean, we do understand that the model's probably
1: more complicated than um, very basic maths. Yeah, of course. But, um, yeah, we try to make it understandable, as understandable as we can. Because it was very unlikely it will be taken on if
0: people don't understand it. So, what would be a typical size? So, how many equations do you have? How many variables? So, there's three equations for, or well, three ODEs for each plant. Three equation um, Yeah, for yeah. each plant, and then you would take like 100 plants. Yeah. So, at the moment, we are just taking um, a,
1: a, a small number of plants because we're only sort of comparing with greenhouse data that we have and oh, they haven't planted. Is not so yeah they're not planned. very large greenhouses yeah. um, but it can take up to any number of plants there is some symmetry in the system um so we can sort of scale it down <coughs> a small way with this um using symmetry but it, it can go up to any number of plants if you want to but then it gets very
0: computationally costly the more plants that you have yeah. and since you want to use maple to um, um MATLAB. solve it, um, matlab yeah yeah <laughs> yes, matlab to solve it uh, then of course it's not really um, specialised to do these things quickly. Mm. It's more specialised to do things um, kind of easily understandable, but not uh, too quickly. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: but as well as those three equations within the, um, within the function that we are running, we also have to... Um, we, so we run the um, simulation for an individual plant, but then we have to work out how it's interacting with its neighbours. And that is the bit where it becomes very computationally costly, because... Uh, you you have to identify um, which plants are overlapping with it, um, um, calculate the exact amount of the overlap between two plants. Um, That's the bit where it's problematic. And that's where we've spent the most amount of time trying to make the system more efficient.
0: Yes, but then to really kind of make a simple version of the geometry of the plant, like circular or
1: something like that. Yes, yeah. But then being able to um, sort of map the position of each plant and also make it so it's very... um, User friendly, so the uh, user of the program could go in and say, Okay, so I have this many plants, I have this sized area, um, how should I plant them? Being able to sort of map all the arrangements and doing the sort of forward optimization of this is, um, yeah, it, it can be quite computationally costly. So that's where we've been trying to
0: that's where we put the most time in trying to make it efficient yeah and so what would be next steps on to make this um, even more reliable or more robust
1: yeah so currently our model is mostly set up so we can um, optimize the arrangements of plants so we are assuming a lot of things in doing this and that's that a lot of the inputs are non-limiting so for example the nutrients in the soil and um, Aren't really accounted for. We're just assuming that there is enough for everyone. Yeah. Um, Similarly, the water we've included a very simple thing for um, uh, limiting water, but it's not robust enough. Um, So that's something we would maybe want to do in the future. Maybe not within my work, but that's something that would need to be done for um, in the future for this model to work in different circumstances. and to do that, we'd maybe like to add another scale to the model. At the moment, we've just got two scales. We could maybe add uh, like the root scale or processes within the plant. Um, so there's a lot of um, areas that we could go into to de- develop more scales into the model. That would be at the cost of uh, making it more costly, of course. but,
0: yes, but of difficult. course one could think of um, having certain circumstances where you really want to maybe understand four plants and their interaction in more detail yes, and then extract something of that um, for a large-scale model. Exactly, uh, yeah. That
1: that would be of interest because we're sort of very focused on how the plants compete with each other for sunlight, but they will also be competing for water and nutrients and uh, everything they
0: possibly could be competing for. So uh, that might be something we'd want to incorporate in the future. Yeah. Uh, was there a certain point in uh, making this model where you were really surprised that things turned out more complicated than you expected or more easy? We, the model that we did, I must admit it, it, it simulated the experimental
1: data better than we were expecting. Oh, which is fine. Yeah, <laughs> um, We did do some parameter fitting ourselves, um, which might have to do with We did the behaviour straight away. We were getting the behaviour quite well, and we were, we were surprised, especially seeing as our model is... Quite
0: simple, Um, simplified. Yeah, you know, I I have this uh, way of, um, as you you are speaking about the simple model because you know it's much more simple than the reality, but of course it's not simple at all because it's a nonlinear ordinary (laughs) differential equation, and that's why I am always kind of forcing myself to say simplified instead oh, yeah. of simple. Of course, yeah. Simple relative to yeah, yeah, yeah. How, what it could be.
1: Because, <laughs> um, yeah, we, we are. But I think a, a large reason why it's simulating the data well is because we are looking at data that's kind of idealized. So it's, like, um, it's in a greenhouse and it's very controlled. It's a controlled uh, yeah. environment, yes. In a non-controlled environment. And we have compared our mo- data, our model with like, uh, field data, so less controlled circumstances and we're still doing a reasonable job of uh, sim- simulating this, but not as well as the greenhouse just yet, yeah. yeah. which is to be
0: expected. Yeah. But what I uh, would expect that um, there are certain cir- circumstances where you really have controlled input of fertilizer and water mm-hmm. uh, if there is not uh, enough natural water, something like that. So it doesn't sound like completely empty set um, um, things, um, even if you go out of the greenhouse. Sorry, I didn't understand. No, um, because you were speaking of strongly idealized um, yeah. conditions in the greenhouse, but uh, at least going over to outside the greenhouse, but with a controlled supply of water and fertilizer, for example, it's, it's not yeah. so uh, idealized, I would think. No, no. Uh, of course, you can't variation. really control the sun. But yeah, you <laughs> can't control the sun, but,
1: and you um, can't really control the rainfall either. They don't really yeah, water it. If it's them. too much, yeah. for
0: example, you can't do anything
1: about that. yeah. And uh, also like the measurements for the inputs in the field data is not quite That's perfect hard. either because mm-hmm. they take sun measurements and water measurements from a nearby site that isn't exactly the site. So we have to sort of make do with what we have to um,
0: <coughs> simulate. Yeah. So um, what kind of... Um, um, so... Doing this mathematics for biology is a thing which is not so old, so I think there are not so many examples for you to have grown. So, as a young person, I would like to do something like this person does. So, what? How did you develop in the person uh, you are? Just now, doing um, mathematical models for biology.
1: Well, I started um, out not doing uh, mathematical models for biology. I was, I started. Uh, with my masters in weather, so we were trying to model weather and. Wireless. Is this
0: a uh, kind of physical or? Uh, yeah, so are Because uh, in Germany, it's it's a physicist and you no know, physics um, specialization to do the weather. Yeah, we have at uh, the
1: Reading University have a. Uh, a, a they have a, like a good met, 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 meteorology department, yeah. so they're very interested in sort of weather simulations. It was more, um, yeah, they have a meteorology department and we have a uh, maths department that's sort of. I was between the two of those, trying to simulate the uh, weather. And I much preferred the mathematical modelling side than I did to the physics side, definitely, because, yeah, it was... I liked it, but it wasn't necessarily my preferred area. Uh, when I finished my master's, there were just um, yeah. just internal adver- um, adver- advertisements for what sort of PhDs are out there. This one just really caught my eye uh, for the, the crop modelling. Um, and I think it was more just chance that I f- saw the advertisement and uh, went for it and then
0: happened to go in it that way. So is it um, your experience is it really uh, very interdisciplinary or are you just taking things provided by biologists and are kind of doing mathematics? Um, Well
1: yeah I'm half funded by um, the Crops for the Future CFF and they are very very keen to make a very strong interdisciplinary Mm -hmm. area. uh, Every year we have a Uh, workshop where we all meet with each other and speak about what we're doing so I have a lot of interaction with biologists we talk quite a lot about what they're doing um, what I should be including in my model like what kind of behavior I should be like sort of thinking about and so it it, it is a very strong interdisciplinary area I was was very encouraged that we communicate with biologists and vice versa and you like that? I, I do. Oh, well, sometimes. <laughs> because uh, as a mathematician, I, you definitely forget how difficult it is to do the experiments. Yeah, so yeah. you often ask for things that are just um, unrealistic. And so, so sometimes they're just like, we can't give you this information. This is not something we know. Um, and that can be frustrating. But it's also very helpful because you just think, you, you can just ask, say, does this sound right? And they could be, no, that doesn't sound right. Or yes, that sounds right. So it's it's definitely helpful yeah just from their experience yeah. which you don't have yeah, yeah yeah exactly they know a lot more than I do about what sort of behavior I should be including in the model so it's it's good because it feels less just like guesswork sort of thing like I'm not just got data that I'm
0: trying to match it feels a bit more real yeah and so um what would you kind of um tell younger people if they want to uh, do such interesting things as you do, uh, on which they should focus maybe already starting at school? Um,
1: so uh, computer programming is one of the parts I really enjoy. I, I enjoy making these uh, models. So, And it was something, when I started at university, we were forced to do it, but it was something I never, I just I didn't necessarily put all of my effort in because it wasn't a massive part of my undergraduate. I wish I'd Got in like looked at it more. Like now that I realise how much I like it, it's worth doing it properly. Because at the moment I sort of go, go around and help in these um, computer sessions with undergraduates, and mm. I, I see a lot of people reacting to it in the same way I did. And I just want to like encourage them a bit more, I think, because um, it's really difficult to begin with. But after a while, everything will click into place, and
0: it's it's like a problem solving thing. It's really it's quite fun. It's it's a fun thing to do. So just um, not. Ex- um thinking of this as being nothing for me mm. just giving it a real try yeah, yeah.
1: It, and it's so applicable to so many things and um, mathematical modeling in particular because you are you're really not confined to a particular area so I've come from doing weather I'm not doing crops um, yeah. it can go on to like so many areas that the skills of being able to make the mathematical model is it opens a
0: lot of doors for so many things yeah So maybe that's a good moment to end our conversation for today. Thank you that you took the time to talk to me. That's all
1: right, yeah, I'm happy to.